found in Psalms 119, um, verses 57 through 60. That's Psalms 119, verses 57 through 60. And I'll be reading it to you out of the NIV. But it says, you are my portion, Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. And again, that was Psalm 119, and that was verses 57 through 60. And we have been talking about obedience, obedience. And we have been on obedience since the very beginning of this month. And so today we're talking um, more and we're getting back to um, the definition, which I realize I haven't said um, in a few times here, um, but we're getting back to the original definition that I told you that I was using. This is why Teresa's definition, right? PW's definition for obedience. And we talked about how my definition was doing what God says um, immediately and totally doing what God says immediately and totally. And this is that immediately part, right? This is making sure that you do it right away. Um, and the scripture that we're honing in on is verse 60 that says, I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. And this is very important because a lot of times um, you know, we know what the word of God says. We know what it's telling us to do. Some of us can really discern the voice of God. We can really hear what the Lord is telling us to do, but yet and still we give pause, right, to doing the actual things that God wants us to do. Several things can give us this pause. Sometimes what gives us that pause is fear, right? The thing that God is telling us to do is scary. I mean, it's just downright frightening, for you to do it. Um, it could be speaking before a large amount of people, and that's something that you're not used to. It could be telling one person something that God said, and you know that you know, you know that it's not a good or a happy word, right? Um, it could be, you know, witnessing to somebody on the street. I mean, it's any number of things, right? God will definitely pull you out of your comfort zone um, and often require of you things that you yourself would not require of yourself, right? And so sometimes it's fear. It's um, we're afraid to do what God is saying. And so we're looking for ways to get out of it, right? Uh, we're looking for ways to sort of talk God out of why he, you know, shouldn't choose us. And so we do what I call the Moses excuses, right? We um, begin to tell God all of our frailties and all of the things that make us not the person for the job, right? God, surely you meant and intended to get someone else to lead your people because didn't you notice, God, I don't speak well. I don't talk very well at all. That was one of Moses' excuses, right? I don't talk very well at all. So, you know, I, I'm just so sure that you intended to get somebody else who could talk well to do this um, because it, I'm, I'm just so sure. And we do the same thing that Moses did, right? We said, well, God, you know, I don't know enough or I don't know your word enough or, you know, I'm shy or I'm timid or no one's going to listen to me or no one's going to take me serious or whatever the reason we offer God multiple excuses. And what happens is that delays the obedience, right? Um, 
We know what God says and we know what we're supposed to do, but because we're fearful, we actually delay being obedient to God. It's a dangerous thing, right? To delay obedience because it oftentimes takes us into sin because when we're not doing what God says, right? We are doing something. It's not like we've just stopped doing, right? So when we're not doing what God says, we're definitely in disobedience, right? Um, other reasons why we don't do what God says is sometimes our flesh just doesn't want to, right? It's not appealing to our flesh. Not necessarily that we're scared, but you know, it's not appealing. Sometimes the obedience that God wants from us has to do with us giving up something. Sometimes the obedience um, that God wants from us has to do with us sacrificing something, right? That our flesh desires or that our flesh wants. And we have to do this battle with our flesh. You know, Romans, the eighth chapter tells us, that there is enmity or a war going on between our flesh and the spirit. And this is a constant war. It's not a um, um, you win the war at any time, but this is a war that is fought battle by battle, literally battle by battle. And sometimes you win it and sometimes you lose it. And the key is to make sure that you begin to win more than you lose, right? And so the key here is to do what the word of God says, hasten. To do his will. Do it quickly before your flesh even know what's happening. Just have decided we're going to do this. I don't care what my flesh says. I don't care what my mind says. I don't care what my thoughts says. We're just going to do this and we're going to get it done, right? So we have to make sure um, that we're lining up with the will of God and that we're hastening to it um, and not delaying to obey his command. Um, uh, a, a third reason why sometimes we hasten and delay his commands is because, you know, we're concerned or overly concerned about what other people think about us, right? So first there was fear, right? Then there was flesh, right? Now it's, uh, you know, other people's people think about us. I mean, what are they going to say about us if we do what God says? Because sometimes what God says um, could, could to, to the natural eye, those who are not looking at things in a spirit, spiritual realm, those things could look uh, crazy. It can make us look crazy. It can make us look like we're making crazy choices. Um, it can make us look like, uh, ooh-wee, she one of them Jesus um, uh, freaks, right? She's a holy roller. She's one of those ones that believe in all that uh you know, stuff that, uh, that spooky stuff, right? And people don't understand. And we are overly concerned about what people say about us or what people think about us or what people think about what we do. And so sometimes we uh, don't do or we delay in doing what God has told us to do because we're concerned about what other people are going to say about it. But we've got to get to the point where it doesn't matter, where it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I'm not going to worry about what other people say. I'm not going to delay. I'm going to instead hasten or move quickly is what hasten means. I'm going to move quickly to do the will of God because I love God more than I love men, right? I love God more than I love uh, mankind. I love God more than I love what people are going to say about me or, you know, having a good reputation. Um, I love God more than all of that. It doesn't matter. I would, you know, um, um, I would look like a fool in order to please God rather than to look wise in man's eyes and end up displeasing um, my Lord and Savior, right? And so we've got to get to that point where we understand what it means to move quickly. It's a dangerous thing 
to um, debate over another glide, but another reason why is because we're trying to rationalize it. We're trying to understand it. And I think this happens to us a lot, right? Um, God tells us something to do and we want to make sense of it before we do it. And so, um, you know, we're, God, God is telling us, you know, move right. And we're trying to figure out, well, well, what sense does it make to go right? And I mean, it kind of looks like to me, like left would be the better way, God. I mean, everything that I'm looking for is to the left. So, and I don't see anything to the right. So, I mean, do I really, well, let me ask him again. Maybe I didn't hear him right. Maybe I didn't understand what he said, because surely he doesn't want me to go right. And, and we're uh, questioning God. Um, it's not wrong to ask God a question, but it is wrong to question God. And so we're questioning God um, about what he has told us to do instead of hastening to it quickly without delay. And so we've got to make sure um, that we really are doing what God says, despite what our mind thinks about it, despite what our heart feels about it, despite what our flesh wants, despite what our fears are, despite what the people say, uh, we've got to do what the Lord tells us to do. This scripture tells us, though, right here, it says um, that the Lord is to be our portion, right? Uh, and a lot of people don't understand that. Um, the old saints used to sing about this all the time, right? About the Lord being our portion, right? Um, but back in those days, inheritance was a huge thing, right? Um, and everyone was given a portion based on their inheritance status in their family, right? Um, and so to have a portion of the inheritance of your family was a really huge deal. And so what this is saying is that the Lord is our portion, he is our inheritance. He is what we receive, right? Um, so you are my portion, Lord. You are my inheritance. You are what I'm waiting for. You are what's been given to me, right? Um, I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. Um, here the psalmist is saying, look, I have sought you with everything I have. I have done everything that I can to seek you out because I realize that you are my portion and that you have given me a promise. And because you have given me a promise, I promise to obey your words, right? Um, I love verse 59. It says, I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I have considered my ways. In other words, I have looked at what I'm doing and that's how we can address those fears, right? Um, how we can address, um, you know, what people are saying about us, how we can address, um, you know, the uncomfortability that God is uh, putting us in, how we can address, you know, uh, all those things that hinder us from doing the will of God right away. Though these are ways that we, if we just consider our ways, right? If we consider our ways, we would realize that our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts as far as the heavens is from the earth. That's how far God's thoughts are from our thoughts. If we just would consider our ways, then we would begin to understand how important it was to follow the way that he has already set before us. Hi, Tanya. Um, and so we've got to do that. We've got to consider our ways and then turn our steps 
toward his statutes. Once we consider our ways, once we look at our, I mean, really look at your fears. Do they make sense? Really look, you know, at things that you're doing and things that you're saying. Really look at how you're trying to rationalize the word of God and what he's telling you. Should it make sense to you? If everything that God said made sense to you, would he really be God? to you, if you could figure it out, if you could understand everything that God was saying to you, what would make God superior, right? So we have to acknowledge there are some things that, um, like my grandmother used to say, that are past figuring out, right? There are some things that are past figuring out. We're not going to understand it. Um, They used to sing songs that say we will understand it better by and by, right? We don't understand it now, but we will understand it better by and by. But right now, it's past figuring out. The Bible says we know in part and we see in part. And so we need to deal with our parts, consider our ways, deal with our parts, and realize that God is God because he knows all and he sees all, right? And because of that, we need to put our trust in him, turn our steps toward him. Only then can we hasten and not delay to obey his commands. When we turn our steps to him, when we look at our ways and look at what we're doing and make sure that we turn what we're doing toward what the Lord is saying, doing, instead of um, considering our ways and saying, yep, we right mm -hmm," and going on to the left when the Lord has completely and thoroughly told us to go right. Listen, remember, You've got to do what God says immediately and totally. You've got to do what God says immediately and totally. That is complete obedience, all right? So don't haste, right? Instead, hasten to do what he says quickly. Don't delay. But when you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your heart. Make sure that you do what God is saying immediately and totally. And he's going to show forth the promises through your life when you begin to obey the will of Thank you so much for tuning in, for tapping in, and for just taking part in this first episode of what will be a couple series. Please like, subscribe, share this podcast, and let us know what you love. Let us know what you hate. And again, thanks for listening.